On Spotlight today on KRWC, it's our third Tuesday of the month already, and on the third Tuesday, we chat with Adam Austing. Adam is a University of Minnesota Extension educator here in the Wright County area. Lots to talk about today. Adam, when we last talked, we were kind of crossing our fingers and hopeful that things looked pretty good for planting, which they were at the time, and since that time, the skies opened up, and now we got a little different situation here. Good morning, Tim. Yeah, I kind of decided that uh, I just need to stop trying to predict the weather and leave that to the weatherman. <laughs> I remember, you know, back in uh, late April or whenever I was on, we were looking at maybe some late planting situations. And then I came on last week and said, or a couple weeks ago, and said, well, things are looking pretty good. And they were looking really good. Farmers were going in the fields like crazy then. And uh, I think it was last Sunday, Monday, it looked rainy, and we did get some rain then. But what we didn't see at the time was you know, three, four, five inches coming on Wednesday, Thursday for us. So um, definitely put us back into the situation where it's starting to look a little bit like 2019, getting in the fields real late. So um, we're at kind of those dates now where farmers need to start making decisions on uh, maybe switching to shorter varieties, things like that. So um, those conversations should be happening this morning, and I'm sure they are. Um, you know, we'll just have to see how things really dry out this week. I see a couple more chances for rain, but like I said, I'm not going to pretend how much to know how much that'll turn into. So, um, yeah, I guess we're kind of back in this boat of needing to make some of these tough decisions now after after how uh, last week went for us. Well, let's paint both scenarios here. I know, as you mentioned, a lot of um, growers were able to get out in the fields, and this would have been the, uh, I guess, the, what was it? Um, right before Mother's Day, maybe, huh? So it would have been um, that weekend prior looked pretty good. And then um, uh, so some fields did get planted. Let's take a look at that scenario first. Um, what about stuff that did get in? Is it uh, going to survive? I suppose it depends place to place on how much rain there was and, and the, the conditions of the field. Yeah, so first of all, like you said, for those fields that didn't get planted, which wasn't a ton, um, maybe 10, maybe 20% at the most in, in our area got planted there, that, that uh, you know, 5th, 6th, 7th sort of date range of May. Um, so those fields, for the most part, I think will be just fine. Um, so those washout areas, you might have some seed washed out or some difficulties there. Uh, we definitely had some of those areas with how hard that rain came down on Thursday. Uh, and then, so that'll be your first consideration there is do we need to replant just because the seed isn't there anymore. Um, the second issue you look at is, you know, if you have seeds sitting in cooler, wet soils, that's really not good for the seed and it can be less vigorous as they start to grow. Um, I don't expect too many issues on that end. Uh, I think we have enough heat to make that not too much of an issue and our fields are drying out pretty decently here uh, since that rain last week. So. I don't foresee too many issues there, so I think the stuff that got in the ground for the most part is going to be doing okay. Um, obviously, there's always things that can happen. Our early season fungus dish issues are definitely something to keep an eye on, um, but you know, for the most part, I think the stuff that got in the ground is going to be doing okay. All right, so then the other scenario, which you kind of talked about a little bit up front here, was uh, those that were kind of just about ready to get in, and then all of the rain happened last week. Um, again, kind of place to place here, but how far back are we set with that? Yeah, and that's another thing that's going to vary big time. I think our sandier soils that didn't get planted 
uh, back, you know, in that that last weekend or two weekends ago time frame. That stuff's going to be drying out pretty good. That really sandy stuff just sheds water like crazy. So they'll probably probably be getting in their fields here, uh, if not already, you know, within the next day or two. Um, as far as the people on really heavy soils, those low spots are going to take a long time to dry out. So basically what we're going to be looking at is maybe some patchwork planting in places, you know, skipping a couple low acres here and there to get the rest of the field planted. And I would think, you know, depending on how the weather goes this week, if we don't get any, you know, huge amounts of rainfall, hopefully by this weekend we're looking to be getting back in the fields quite a bit again. So if that's the case, you know, if we're looking at, you know, May 20th to maybe the 25th, or planting, that's not the end of the world. We're looking at maybe a few bushel per acre decrease in our crops at that point of a yield hit. So definitely not ideal. Um, but if we can get in the field later this week, things will still be looking pretty good. However, if we do get, you know, another inch or two of rain, something like that later this week that pushes us off farther, well, then we're going to be looking at a lot of our heavier soils getting real close to June. And if that's the case, that's when we really need to start looking at switching our varieties or maybe even switching of our crops or our planting options for those sort of soils. So a um, lot to keep in mind, and it, it really is soil, soil type is, I think, our biggest indicator of when we'll be getting in our fields right now. Yeah, the, you know, the scenarios uh, play out kind of differently, again, depending, as you say, upon soil type, location, uh, um, you know, how... Uh, level the field is uh, versus spots that uh, hold water, all kinds of different things there. Um, but as you mentioned, mid-May to toward the end of May, not uncommon at all really to uh, still be kind of looking to to uh, get things in the ground. So it's not like it hasn't happened before. It's just that we were kind of hoping that something would fall our way. Yep, and just like you said, that's where we're at right now. We're not in... Um, the mode of making any drastic decisions. What we're doing is going to shorter variety or shorter maturity crops, and we're, you know, making plans, maybe altering our fertilizer applications a little bit, things like that. So nothing too drastic yet, but as we start to creep into June, if we're still not getting in the field, which that's a couple weeks away and hopefully won't happen, um, that's when we really start to think about prevented plant situations, cover crops, uh, different shorter season crops. That's when we really start to look at some of those more drastic decisions there. Um, outside of, you know, just getting the crops in the ground too, we're really going to start seeing our weeds start to blow up here like crazy this week. We got plenty of water for them, plenty of heat and sunlight happening this week, and not really any sort of crop to compete with them. So that's going to be another thing for farmers to keep on their minds here is making sure we're staying ahead of those pest issues if we're having trouble getting in the field. A couple more things before we leave the uh, planting situation. Uh, it might be interesting for casual listeners or folks that aren't necessarily in the farming community to um, to hear about some of the problems that that can arise if if uh, a grower tries to force the issue. In other words, can, you know, you hear the term "mudded in" and stuff like that, and it's it's far from desirable. Talk a little bit about some of the reasons that you kind of want to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, definitely. And there are a lot of things that can go wrong. And when it comes to, you know, just a quick tidbit for our farmers, when it comes to, you know, deciding if you're going to mud it in and, you know, push through these less than ideal soils, or if you're going to wait it out, that decision too, you kind of have to play kind of 
what works for your operation. So how quickly can you plant your acres? What's your planting capacity? What's your harvesting capacity, your operation look like? How quickly can you get your acres out in the fall if we're starting to look at some, you know, early season frosts or things like that? And then what's your drying capacity as well on your farm? So do you have the ability to dry a lot of grain and store it on your farm or do you have to be delivering to the elevator? That makes a really big difference in your ability to, um, you know, harvest wetter than ideal crops or whatever the situation may be come fall. But for our, yeah, for our general listening audience, there's a lot of things when we're dealing with soils that are too wet that can kind of go wrong around planting time. Obviously, there's things that happen just from driving in the field is what we're really looking at here. Uh, you know, smearing on the top or big ruts going deep into the ground. Uh, those make the field rough. Those provide a less than ideal seedbed for our crops. Um, they can do some things like that. And also, uh, at that point, you're dealing with compaction. And compaction, especially with heavier soils, can be a real big issue um, because basically it'll become so compacted, a lot of times it'll be underneath your plow pan, let's say 6, 8, 10 inches down underneath the soil surface. It'll get compacted and really hard for our crop's roots to go grow through that compacted soil. So then you're dealing with less water and less nutrients getting to the plants, as well as you're also dealing with water. You know, if we do get another event where we get three inches, it's going to be harder for that water to drain away and get away from the crops when things are too wet as well. So we're kind of creating issues that will last all growing season as well as into potentially future growing seasons if we're, you know, getting in the fields too early and causing some of those problems. We can also get things from... Uh, the planter itself causing issues. There's something called sidewall compaction. Uh, if you're planting into really wet soils, where basically the little trench that the planter digs out to put the seed into, those kind of sidewalls of the trench will become compacted, and that can become issues, especially for our really early young seeding, seedlings as they emerge. So a lot of things to keep in mind. Um, it's you know It really is that delicate balance between not being too early that we are mudding things in or causing these problems, but also we want to get in as soon as we can to reduce any sort of yield hit that we're taking from, you know, our late planting. So um, it's really kind of a give and take sort of situation for our farmers, and it comes down to your machinery, your soil types, and what how, how desperate are you to get those crops in quickly, or do you have kind of um, good good equipment or small enough acres that you can get all of your crop planted in a few days, then maybe you're not panicking as much as some of our bigger guys that need, you know, two weeks to get all of their crops planted. Talking with Adam Austin, University of Minnesota Ag Extension educator here in the Rye County area, our regular monthly spotlight. And this time of the year and, and a couple of other times of the year, we probably talk with uh, Adam maybe every couple of weeks instead of just once a month. So this is our, our regular visit. But it comes uh, with some timely things coming up. Do you want to shift gears here a little bit for tractor safety that's uh, coming up? Yeah, tractor safety is a program that we're doing here in June that I'm really looking forward to. And so what this uh, youth tractor and farm safety program is, is it's, uh, well, the base, the core of the program is for 14 and 15-year-olds. Um, if they want to work on, you know, off of their own family farm, work for a different farmer this summer, they have the opportunity of, ga- of gaining this certificate that allows them to legally operate large machinery off of their own family farm. It is illegal for kids, you know, 14, 15 years old, 
uh, to be operating machinery off of their own family farm without the certificate. So this gives them that opportunity to be able to legally um, operate the the machinery for farmers that you know that they're working for in the area. Um, so this is a two-day program, and basically these kids that are doing this certification, um, they'll do a little bit of online course ahead of time. Then we'll meet June 14th and 15th at the Wright County Fairgrounds, and then we'll do kind of a a day of teaching followed by a day of testing for those that want that certificate. Um, but that first day, June 14th, will also be available to kids ages about 12 to 17 uh, just to get some general farm safety, just some general farm safety uh, lessons there, we'll say, from things about grain bin safety to, you know, electrical hazards on the farm, distractions, uh, all those sort of things are very uh, important for our kids to keep in mind and also um, you know, it's just something that we really, as in extension, want to share with the kids because it's something that we think is important and something that we want to share with our community. So that's kind of how uh, this program looks. It's a two-day thing. Um, our 14- and 15-year-olds have a chance to get that certification. Uh, but then on day one especially, we're looking to open it up to a large group of kids to really uh, get a big chunk of our of our rural and farming youth in the county, uh, that chance to be a little bit safer on the farm this summer. And registration again, how do they do that? So if your kid is one of those that's uh, 14 or 15 and trying to gain certification, the way to register is to go to z.umn.edu slash tractor safety, and you can register right online there. It's $40.00. If that $40 is an issue for you, just get a hold of us and we'll make sure that uh, we can find something that works for everybody involved. We definitely don't want cost to be a barrier for any kids in this program. If you have kids that are outside of that 14, 15 uh, age range and are somewhere between 12 and 17, then I'm just going to ask that you call me in the office and we'll get your kids signed up since that's kind of a different registration process. So... um, I guess it's kind of a kind of a confusing thing if you have a kid let's let's say one that's 12 and one that's 15 that wants the certification uh you could probably just call me and we'll go through exactly how we'll handle that registration process. So looking forward to getting those kids out at the fairgrounds, getting them exposed to some equipment, um getting some hands-on time with some of the equipment um and seeing what we can all send them home with and keeping their keep drilled into their heads as they run around the farm this summer. And lastly, you've got a plant sale coming up at the Extension office. We do, yes. So the Wright County Master Gardeners are hosting our first ever plant sale. Um, Basically, a lot of these plants that we're going to have here at this sale are coming from um, our Master Gardeners gardens, you know, dividing perennials. They've started some annual seeds. Um, So lots of different plants. I'm not even going to try to list all the ones that they'll have available because it's everywhere from, you know, vegetable seedlings to some split perennials. Uh, Some trees and shrubs will also be available for purchase. And they're trying to keep the prices very reasonable. Um, You know, our goal here is to really get some good plants out in the community and then hopefully make a little bit of money on the back end more so than it is uh, just, you know, trying to get a whole bunch of money for our program. So we really do want to get some good plants for our people out Uh, into some new yards. So that'll be a fun thing for us to do there on June 4th from 9 a.m. to noon here at the Wright County Extension Office. Uh, For those of you that don't know where the Extension Office is, 
you know, all the new county government buildings north of Buffalo on Braddock Avenue. We are the first building on that street as you're coming north out of town. Um, so right there in the corner, kind of by the stoplight. So we'll be set up here in the parking lot, weather permitting, and we'll just be selling plants. And I think that'll be a really fun thing for our master gardeners. Um, they put a lot of time into, you know, digging and splitting plants and getting things started. So I think they're excited to share all their hard work with people that want to stop in and make some good purchases. Obviously, we have people here that are really smart when it comes to plants, so they can give you help on how to take care of these things and get them started real well as well. I was just going to say, you get um, get some questions answered, uh, either on the plants you're buying or maybe other questions that you have, too. Yeah, definitely. There there will be such a wealth of knowledge available for people that day here at the plant sale. So if you want some information about plants or, you know, something in your yard that you want to fix up a little bit, uh, these are definitely the people to talk to. So um, definitely recommend stopping out on June 4th, that's Saturday morning, and just... Uh, seeing what we all have available and getting to maybe know a couple of Master Gardeners as well. Adam Austin with the University of Minnesota Extension Office. Uh, let's close up with uh, some contact points here, and uh, if people have any questions on anything we talked about today, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, definitely, you know, especially when it comes to this tractor safety program, definitely want to get people signed up as soon as we can. So uh, feel free to get a hold of me with any questions. My phone number to the office here is 763 763- Six eight two seven three eight one or email is always acceptable as well. That's a Austing, so a a u s t i n g at u m n dot edu. Very good, Adam. Well, we'll uh, keep in touch with you, and uh, we may talk again here. Uh, certainly before your uh, June scheduled visit, I'm sure we'll we'll uh, have you on spotlight again and uh, get up to date on what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully things have dried out a little bit by then, and we can talk about the progress being made in the fields again. All right. We'll hope for that. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Tim. There's your spotlight for today on KRWC.